Knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. Hey, 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 hey. Knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. Hello and welcome to the next episode of Matt and Todd Go to the Movies with special guest Tim Davis. This is the podcast where all three of us saw a movie at our local Regal Cinema. And now, sorry, local Regal Cinema Theater. And now we're going to talk about it in the parking lot, in Matt's Honda Pilot. We're going to talk about such things as should you see this movie? Should you not see this movie? Should you wait for streaming? Is it a theater must? Should you bring snacks? Should you hold off on the snacks because maybe it's not a good idea? We're going to try to cover a lot of these topics. But, you know, at the end of the day, we don't make any guarantees. We're here for fun and we're here for you, the listeners. I am Todd Dober. And I'm Matt Malloyne. Yes, Tim is with us again. Welcome back, Tim. Glad to be here. And we are here to talk about a movie. This movie is called Knock at the Cabin Door. And that is a good tie-in song that you did, Todd. Thank you. I'm proud of you for that. Thank you. Good work. You know, sometimes things just just align. Yeah. I had no song when I pushed record, and it just got funneled into my brain, down into my mouth hole. Wow. That's good. It's good stuff. So, um, who's in this movie? Well, <clears throat> I guess Dave Bautista is the big yep. the big time star. And um, a big guy. And a big guy. We have uh, Rupert Grint is mm-hmm. in this movie, a.k.a. Ron Weasley. Yes. And um, one of the, the, there's two dad characters, and one of them is like somebody from Frozen. Yes, he's Kristoff. Jonathan, Jonathan Groff. Yes. He was Kristoff, yeah. uh, he was in Glee, he was in the he's, New Matrix yeah, movie. As... He's one of those you recognize him type. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I think that's about it for. Yeah. We, have, we have a very small cast, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Um, there's not a lot of... Well, uh, M. Night Shyamalan's should... in the movie. Well, that's well, true. We should, we should yes. mention he directed it as well. He directed... He directed, but he co-wrote with plenty of people. Yes. Which yes. I don't know if that's typical for him. I think he at least has a hand in it, usually. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, typically, I think these are movies that he's written and directed. Yes. But I don't know if t- if he typically has sure, other people write with him. That's fair. I don't know that either, Todd. Some it's listeners going to have to look into it and get mm-hmm. back to us. Yes. We believe in you. Shamalonpedia is a, a little lack. Right. Um, all right. So that's that's the, the cast. We've got a small cast. We've basically got a, a, a cabin setting with a few people in it. And the only other people in the movie are in flashbacks or um, news reports, basically. Um so what is this movie about? Well, um, we have uh, two dads and a daughter who are having some time at a cabin. Andrew, Eric, and Wynn. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, da- Daddy, Daddy Eric. Andrew and Daddy Eric. Daddy, yeah. Yes. Yep. Um, and uh, so they're there, and then um, these four uh, people come on the scene um, and and make their presence known and they want to come in the house and they've got like these weird weapon tool looking things that aren't like any tools that you've ever seen. They look like a mixture of different tools but also weapons. Yeah. Like they look pretty, they're all pretty deadly looking. Um, and so they want to come to the house and you know Daddy Eric and Daddy Andrew are like, heck no, you're, no one's coming in. And 
Anyway, they end up breaking in. And <clears throat> so the setup for this movie is these four people um, believe that they are sent there um, to stop the apocalypse. But the way that that has to happen is one of the three members of the family, the daddies and Wen, has to get killed by the uh, one of the other members of the family to stop the apocalypse, right? Which, you know, is is hard to believe and you spend the entire movie as the audience wondering what's true and what's not true. That's basically what the movie is about, is determining whether this is a real thing or not. Um, and as we go through the movie, uh, basically there are choices that they... The, uh, the four people ask uh, the family if they're willing to make this sacrifice. And um, if the family says no, then one of the four people is killed and something horrible happens on Earth. Maybe. Not sure. I'm not going to reveal whether it's really happening or not. Because I think that's the point of the movie. The point of the movie, <laughs> the point of the movie is... Um, uh, is this real? Is this not real? Uh, how, how, what's going on? Who are these people? Um, and, and I, you know, in typical M. Night Shyamalan style, uh, the, the twist is the thing. There's not a huge twist in this, but, but I think there is enough of there is enough that I shouldn't say more about um, the events of what happens yeah, in this I, cabin. I agree with what you're saying. I think by the time you reach the climax of the film, there is only one way to interpret what is happening, mm -hmm. yeah. but it's not our place to say what that right. is. Right. Right. So, um, that's where I'm going to leave it for a summary of, of the events. Um, and, Todd, I'll now ask you, what is your gut reaction to knock at the cabin well gut reaction is um i thought this was a fine movie like i i have some complaints and it's going to be hard to talk about those complaints because they're so wrapped up in the the story and the plot and where things go and i different ideas on how i think it would have been like better and like maybe more intense of a movie but that being said i mean i think when we all started to see the trailers of this movie, we were all kind of like, eh, but it went like the trailers won me over yeah. as a movie that I wanted to see. I was like, you know what? Enough of in this trailer to make me want to go see it. Now mm -hmm. uh, I'm not like the general public where I, I don't feel like I've been burned so many times by old M night, but you know, there's a consensus about him nowadays. So I guess that was, you know, there's a little bit of fear that it was going to end up like the happening or something. Mm. Um, but you know, like, I think this is a, a, a pretty good movie and I think what's, what makes it kind of, I don't know if I should use the term refreshing or what, what makes it a, a different kind of Shyamalan movie is that I, like I said a couple minutes ago, like by the time you get to the, to, to the climax of everything, you, there's only really one way you can think about what's happening and so I would almost argue that the the refreshing thing of this movie is that there's really is no big twist. I don't feel like mm -hmm. there's kind of twists through the movie and stuff like that, but it's not like a, 
What? Oh, the plants were yeah. releasing a pheromone that made people kill each other. They kill kill themselves or something. Yeah, there's not like. It's more like a reveal than it right. is a then, twist. It's then, not. Yeah, it's not your typical Shyamalan like break the world gut reaction at the end, and you're like, oh, like, oh, yeah, they're dead. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, like, um, you know, if that's the kind of movie that you want from M Night, this is probably not for you. Then, like, I mean, it's still a good movie. Well, it's still very much a shameful. It, it is too. There, I mean, there's like a lot in the dialogue. There's a lot in how the movie is yeah. shot, which are honestly, for me, there was ups and downs for that. Yeah. Like, I've seen a close-up of Dave Bautista's face way too many times tonight. <laughs> it's going to haunt my dreams, probably. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he, like, I, you know, working into, like, some of the things that I thought were pretty rough is that he really focused on close-ups for this entire movie. And, uh, you know, I could see that for some scenes, like, because you're really trying to come up... Like, you're trying to get across the humanity of this movie, even though it's kind of up in the clouds with this premise. So you have these characters, you learn more about the characters... You know, the characters even grow a little bit through the movie. And so, you know, all this kind of stuff needs to be conveyed. But my gosh, there were so many close-ups and and so many shots that were not centered that just felt weird at times. Like, I I just was kind of confused. Where, like, instead of showing a conversation between two people, there would be, like, one person who's, like, not even center frame. They'd be, like, to the right, looking off camera and having a full-fledged conversation with someone else. And there's no, like... There's no interaction back and forth. There's no turning of the camera. It's just kind of there. I mean, those are typical things that he does that I've just always been kind of confused about as a filmmaker, why you would do that. Like, I don't feel like it adds anything when I watch these movies. But, um, and I I mean, like, I, I wouldn't say the pacing was, like, bad, but there were certain times where I was like, I don't even know how long this movie was, but I felt like it could be a tiny bit shorter. Um, so I, I think we probably topped out at like, let's see, if the movie was at 7.40 and we walked out Nine, at... 9.40-ish, so... Yeah, so we're probably talking about an hour and 40-minute movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but in, in general, I enjoyed my time. I was pretty captivated by the movie through, the, through most of it. Um, sure, I had these things that I didn't like about it, but um, overall, it's probably going to get a decent rating for me. And, uh, you know, I think the performances are were, were pretty solid in this movie. Um, there was only like, I think the two ladies in this movie at times, like, especially the, 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 the white lady, the black haired lady, I kind of felt some of her scenes were a little like, I was like, mm, miss a little bit, but then there'd be other scenes where I was like hit. Um, but the constant to this movie is Dave Bautista. And I, I actually, I, I don't think Dave is a phenomenal actor by any stretch of the imagination, but I think he did pretty good in this one. Um. I mean, he controls the narrative for the entire movie. He is like, he is what moves the movie forward. I mean, he is basically it for this movie. I mean, everything revolves around him as soon as he steps on the scene. And, uh, you know, he played his character really well. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see what my rating is going to be. I have a little bit more time to think about it. But, yeah, I mean, this this is a fine movie. I think if this is a movie you would see in general, sure, see it in the theater. I don't think anything is like, you have to see this movie in the theater. You're going to lose an experience if you don't. I mean, I would say see it in theaters because support your theater because they're still not fully recovered from the last couple of years, especially ours and our, our regal 
hopefully they stay around. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is a movie you can save for streaming. I, I don't think anything screams you have to see this in the theater unless you're a, th a theater goer like we are or you're just trying to support theaters. So I think that's where we're going to end it because I could keep trailing on forever. But with each sentence, I'm scared I'm going to say something that's going to ruin something. So I'm just going to quit while I'm somewhat of ahead here. So, Tim, what do you think about this M. Night Shyamalan Diddy? Yeah, so uh, coming into this, uh, I think I had the reservations that, you know, anybody has at this point with Shyamalan, who's been more missed than hit lately. Um, but I will say, like you said, the trailer for this one pulled me in. And that hasn't happened for him lately. I remember, I want to say about five years ago, there was a trailer for some movie for his, before another movie. And when his name went on the screen, an audible groan in the theater. Because <laughs> that's how much his name was mud at that point. Right. Um, but for this trailer, I did go, huh, that actually might be interesting. And thankfully, I think it was. Um, and I actually think that his style made this movie better. Because his, like you said, the close-ups and the the odd angles and the ten it just, uh, to me, it elevated the tension and kind of added a claustrophobia to it all. That, like, you were, you were just as unsure and intense the whole time as the as the family was because you're just not sure what's going on and to be that intimately close to all the characters that you're not sure about just i think added to the ooh, you're just on the edge of your seat watching and, and you are and captivated is a great word because you're just like you want to find out what's next what's really happening and you get hints just like the family does and you're just trying to figure out what is going on here are they are these just lunatics are they here for a purpose are they you know and what and like I said going back to the acting the choices were, were really interesting like there was an intensity but there was also almost a calmness in the way that Batista played his character and it was I think harder to pull off than just a ranting raving like type that he could have been and instead he was you know he's this big mountain of a man with a big presence and yet he was trying to be calm and lead his I guess you could say followers uh, to do this mission that he was hell bent on, and he was calm pretty much the whole time. Even as things started to spiral a little bit, he would stay, try and stay at this even keel level, even though he could, like you know, you know, snap somebody in a twig if he wanted to. But that's not at all what his character was, and it was all like almost like he was reluctant but driven. Mm -hmm. And I just think that added so much to his character instead of being a villain per se or just he was just I don't know and it, and it helped the tension of everything else because when the other his other characters around him would start to wobble in their I guess uh, faith or uh, belief in what he they were doing he was the rock for them and even if it wasn't smooth and I don't know it just the whole thing just had this great tension and tension in movies is hard to pull off without like breaking it and I thought this movie stayed tense the entire time, even with some beats that stayed a little longer than they probably should have. But it just, the little character flashbacks helped flesh things out. The little nuggets you got from the, the husbands, it just, it all worked for me. So I like this quite a bit more than I thought I would. And I do also recommend it. I do agree it's not a theater must, although I think the sound design and music plays well in a big theater it's so hard to get that at home tvs these days 
But uh, again, it's still not a must, I agree. But um, it is worth checking out, and it's very interesting um, for this kind of movie. Because like you said, the twist is almost that there isn't a big twist, mm. if you want to say it that way. Yeah. Um, but yet it still makes you think afterwards, which is what he usually aims for. And I think he did a good job with that this time. Matt? Well, um, I, I think I have similar feelings to you guys. Uh, I enjoyed the movie. Um, and again, I was also heavily influenced by the trailer. Mm -hmm. um, I, it was one of those things where I thought they might have given too much away in the trailer. Yeah, me too. I was worried about that too. And, um, and then I was, <clears throat> I was surprised in the movie because I felt that way a little bit. But then I was like, this is going right along, like, like I sort of already know what's mm -hmm. going to happen based on seeing the trailer so many times, mm -hmm. just because we go to the movies yeah. a lot. Um, but then I felt like that didn't bother me too much. Right. I was like, well, that's, that doesn't matter. <laughs> well, it's like, like that, that's okay. <coughs> yeah. We're on this ride. It's okay. Mm -hmm. We're on the ride. And it didn't really give away... Um, the parts that it shouldn't have, yes. which is a big plus because I think there's a lot of trailers. That's a complaint for us mm -hmm. that, well, you gave, you gave it away. Well, you yeah, because we away. see them so many times that we can be super analytical. Of right. When we see this, them. Yeah. Yeah. This captured the mood of the movie without ruining it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, besides trailers on TV, I would say for this specific movie, we've probably seen this trailer six, seven times in theaters, yeah. if not more. This podcast isn't about movies anymore. It's about trailers. <laughs> <laughs> it's about reaction. Yes. Um, so here are yeah. the six trailers you saw today. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, there probably is a podcast for that. I'm sure there is. Uh, so what... So, so yeah, I, I, think, I think, Tim, you said it well. This movie does a great job with tension. Um, you have the tension of, like, a family being held captive in a cabin. You have the tension of, like, these four people who have this belief in what what they think is going to happen and what they need other people to do. Um, and, you know, you've got the interaction and the interplay between those. And, yeah, they, they this movie, I, I was surprised at how quickly we jumped right into... Yes, uh, did not waste time into we've got a hostage situation here um it's probably within the first 10 minutes of the movie mm -hmm. that you've got people breaking down doors and tying people up and things like that going on um so you know jumped right in and and kept that tension throughout i think that's that's definitely a highlight um things i didn't like about the movie um I I thought the um there were several CGI effects and I thought that they were bad. Like not just below average but actually bad. Well that's that's a shame on Hallmark as well. Yeah. <laughs> and I like I know I, I don't wanna reveal no, what yeah, I saw, yeah. sure, but, yeah. but um you know, if you're looking at some kind of well I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. And just say <laughs> it could have been better. There's, there's <coughs> the CGI was not great. Um, but one thing that you mentioned, well, you you both mentioned Dave Bautista's performance, and I think that 
we've said in a past podcast, Dave Bautista can't handle being the leading man in the movie. Um, and I, I have to give him credit that he did a good job in this movie. Yeah. Being sure. Very good. Kind Absolutely. of the main, the main character. I mean, whatever movie we're talking about, I feel like that was true. I don't even know what movie it yes. is, but before this performance, I'd agree yeah. with anything you said. Right. And right. I, I mean, I, I, I'm giving credit where credit's due, but it still wasn't like, knock my socks off, best thing I've ever seen. Right. Right. I think um, it, but for him, I thought it was definitely, I can see why he wanted to make this movie. Yes, this, you read this script and go, okay, I can, I can do this. It's well, it's nice to see a movie where he tries, like, because yeah. I don't think he's tried, right, in a lot of them. Yeah, <laughs> like no, he just relies yeah. on being Dave Bautista. Yeah, no, this was this movie, movie where... felt like he put in, he put in the work, he did what he was supposed to do, right, and the, the effort paid off, right. And I think they and they they had fun selling the movie on here's big Dave Bautista in, and but then the role plays out, and you're like, oh, yeah, interesting, right, yeah, so yeah. Yeah, so, agree. Good job, Dave Batista, And uh, you carried this movie, and you did well, at least for Dave Batista. You're not Harrison Ford yet, but... Uh, yet. <laughs> you know. We'll see how the Guardians go, because yeah. so far I have not liked <laughs> most of what I've seen in those movies. Fair enough. Um, so yeah, you know, I, I thought this was, this movie was, was pretty good. Um, I'd recommend seeing it and, uh, I don't, I don't think you need to go to the theater to see it, but, uh, pretty good. Unless you feel like going to the regal yeah. cinema in Columbia to support our local theater so it doesn't go away. Survive the cuts. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, um... How many grasshoppers would you give this movie? Mm, good one. Um, weird pull from the movie, but no, if you see the movie, you'll understand. Five being the best, because then you got a party of grasshoppers. Zero being the worst, because then mm -hmm. you got none, and you don't even get the sweet, sweet sounds. Do grasshoppers make weird sounds, like yes. like crickets very, or anything like that? Soft. I think they do. Okay. Mm -hmm. You don't get the smoothing sounds that could put you to sleep at night. Mm -hmm. um, so, Matt, start us off. Yeah, so I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with three point two grasshoppers out of five, so you know a pretty good rating. Uh, not the best, but you know I certainly felt uh, I was I was pleasantly surprised by this movie. I'll put it that way. Sure. And uh, I thought it was pretty good. So, Tim. Yeah, that's funny. I'm right about in the, your zone there. I was thinking 3.3. .3. Okay. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, um, I'm not too far off from you guys. I'm a little bit lower, but that's okay. I'm at a 2.9. Mm -hmm. um, I think, um, you know, no one's going to hear on the podcast, but I have a couple ideas of what would have made it a little bit better. <laughs> not that I'm a filmmaker, sure. but sure. I see a lot of films, so I know a thing or two. Um, but yeah, I mean, pleasantly surprised, absolutely all around. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I honestly, cause what was the last, the last one he did was the, was it like the beach or whatever? Yeah, old. Old. Yeah. And I heard that one got a lot of grufflings. Yeah, I haven't uh, seen but it, I heard but it was, I read it. But it was also it. a better than his other. Yeah. So, I don't know, maybe we're in the beginning of a 
resurgence of uh, old M Night. Does anybody know what M stands for in the M Night? Nope. I can probably look it up. That's right. I think it stands for Mikey. Mm. That's something Mikey simple. Mikey Knight yes. Shamala. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm at a, I'm at a two point. What did I say? Two point nine. Two point nine. Grasshoppers. Yeah. A well earned two point nine. I'll give yeah. credit where I, yeah, out there where it's it. due. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, any last minute thoughts before we uh, wrap it up? No, I think we're good. Good for Shamalon for kind of. Breaking out of his rut there. Yeah, I mean, this is probably the most unlike Shyamalan yes. movie from Shyamalan, so maybe yeah. that's why we all dug it. Yeah. Mm. Hard maybe. to tell. We defied all of our expectations. Well, then that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Matt and Todd Go to the Movies, where we watched Knock at the Cabin by M. Night Shyamalan, an M. Night Shyamalan film directed mm-hmm. and written by M. Night Shyamalan and produced by mm-hmm. M. Night Shyamalan. And starring. Yeah. Starring. Featuring. 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 Um, yeah, so we gave this movie a, um, an overall rating of 3.1 and a third of a tenth of a point. Mm-hmm. So you've got a lot of threes repeating at the end of 3.1. Yep. And uh, that's a good rating. So, you know. We'd say check this one out. We were all, I think, uh, perhaps surprised pleasantly surprised his, his the mood of the of the car tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Thank you all listeners and subscribers. And uh, we will see you next time. Da-da-da-da. Da-da. Da-da-da. Da-da-da.